Welcome, everybody, to the Life of Nerds podcast. Podcasts for people that are just passionate about life and passionate about nerd things and how it affects our world. I'm your host, Adam. I'm here with my co-host and wife, Athena. And my other co-host and brother, Drew. Roof, roof. And now, without further ado, let's get started. supposed to say i don't i don't know what to do with my hands that's fine you're, you're doing perfect you sound like a nerd in a social situation oh gosh <laughs> but this is a podcast for anybody who's passionate about anything i feel the term nerd really refers to someone who's just passionate about life and you could be a movie nerd or a comic book nerd or a sports nerd or a political nerd which we will not be getting into politics in this no way but what I'm saying is life life is full of things you can be passionate about. And so let's be passionate together. Um, we'll start with you, Drew. What brings you passion in this world? Oh, man, I that's a big question. I didn't know you were going to ask me that question. Now I'm unprepared. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, a lot of things bring me passion. I think uh, when I think about nerd things, like things that I nerd out about, I really liked your definition because it was like it doesn't have to be just the stereotypical nerd stuff, right? But um, I actually I, – I'm really – I mean probably the biggest nerd thing about me is I'm a basketball nerd. Like I love basketball, basketball statistics, like knowing about basketball history, and I just – I love that kind of stuff. Um, I also love movies, love, love, love movies. I, I really nerd out about movies, but I think where I'm probably most passionate, um, is writing. Um, I do a lot of writing. I write it as a job and yeah, I'm pretty passionate about it. And you can I go ahead and that. plug your, your, your writing. Oh, too. my writing. I could plug it. Oh, sick. Um, Osseo creative, A S I O creative.com. You could check us out. We help creative projects come to life. Um, there you go. That's my plug. Everybody should go check it Helping out. Helping this creative project come to life too. Yeah. If you're a podcaster, if you're a writer, if you're, you know, you do video stuff, like all of that, we have a creative team that, um, helps bring those ideas to life and um, in a pretty cool way. So you can check out our website, see more about what we do, asiocreative.com. Sweet. And my beautiful wife, Athena. Yes, sir. Uh, I guess I'm passionate about a lot of things. Um, my main nerd passions are story-based games. Like, yeah, Fortnite and like shooter games could be fun. But I really look for something that stirs your passions with a beautiful story that keeps you enraptured the entire time. What's your uh, favorite story-based game ever, all time? Oh, that's super easy, The Last of Us. 
oh, hands down i can't even count how many times i played it and i will continue playing it forever it is a beautiful <laughs> story she, she's gone through the entire game i don't know how many times <laughs> oh my god i don't think i can count that high <laughs> i'm trying to think if there's a video game i've played multiple times like you know gone through the whole storyline multiple times Maybe Star Fox, like old school games, like Nintendo 64 oh, yeah. games. I probably, I probably did that. A beautifully done game. And like every time you play it, you notice some little things there that you didn't notice before. Like this last playthrough, I noticed they had photographs on a lot of these desks that had been left empty for 20 plus years. And it made me kind of wonder, like, what were these people? Who were they? What happened? Yeah. Um, and I had never really taken the time to look at the photographs or so do you know do you know who the people are are they no, like the I creators really, like, kids or something i i really wanted to be like naughty dog um, who are these photo- photographs from because they like to easter egg things like um yeah they threw in a jack and daxter board game which if you know anything about naughty dog you know that was one of their first um more popular series they did uh and so for them to Easter egg it in this game was really cute. So I'm kind of wondering if these aren't like pictures that are on their employees' desks or something. Yeah, so, it could be. Uh, really cool. I bet if you go deep into the Reddit streams, you can figure it out. I'm sure. But then I'd have to go deep into the Reddit streams. And you know what That's they say about that? That's a dark hole that you don't want to go <laughs> And all of a sudden you're on the dark web and you're buying a kidney. And you're like, oh my gosh, well, how did I get Look, here? I have a kidney. And then my husband faints. Speaking of kidneys, I'm also ridiculously passionate about all things medical, Um, constantly trying to stay on the up and up, and also really into cosplay. I have a project starting hopefully soon when I have some time and access to actual like clothing fabrics. Um, Plug it, plug it, plug it, plug it. Plug the cosplay. I mean, I can plug it, but it literally has nothing yet. Uh, It'll be called Dirty and Nerdy. Whoa. Out there for you have that those. copyrighted? Copyright. We copyrighted Wait, it right it's now. Copyrighted now. <laughs> copyright. It's hereby documented copyright. by verbalization this day, <laughs> May the 4th at 5.53 p.m. in California. Uh, officially <laughs> copyrighted. <laughs> uh, That's how it's done, right? It's like declaring bankruptcy. Yeah, kind of I declare <laughs> bankruptcy. <laughs> obviously. So it'll be one of those um slightly less family appropriate projects but it'll be fun (laughs) awesome well we won't we won't let the podcast people know about it then because this is a family podcast oh is it actually is it a family pod? i don't actually know if it's a it's a it's it's an in-between like if we swore on this we'd have to indicate explicit content okay so no swearing no swearing Watch it, Athena. I know who swears in this group. <laughs> I'm not going to even pretend like it's not me. <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, mouth them or something. Yeah. If my wife was here, Marissa, she would be swearing like a sailor, and we'd have to cut so much. Oh, man. <laughs> we, we need a bleep button on this thing. Beep. You guys married very similar people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's very awesome and pat and your passions. Um, myself, I am. Hey, real quick, uh, well, you probably don't want to tap on the table too much. Oh, you I guys have been shouldn't. doing it th- throughout. <laughs> and it's, I mean, keep this in the podcast. I think it's funny, but I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> We're new. We, things will we, things will evolve over time. Yeah, we can hear professional. Yeah, we're professional. We're professionals. I am the most professional. 
with all well, the cursing like a sailor. That's just because you have a more real job than me and Adam. That doesn't make you professional. Me and Adam work for ourselves. And yeah. <laughs> that means you guys have better discipline than me. That's all. That's true. All right. Uh, so a little about me. <laughs> I'm going to turn this to me now. Yeah, make oh, it about you, Adam. You this is your podcast, ultimately. Back to my husband over here. What are you passionate about, my love? I am passionate, very similar to Drew. I'm very passionate about movies. Um, movies been kind of been an important part of my life. Uh, I enjoy them a lot. I have a lot of good memories of growing up, going to the movies with our dad and things like that. Um, and I'm also passionate about writing as well. Uh, it's I've, like we grew up together as it's brothers. almost like we're brothers <laughs> it's so bizarre i can't imagine how this works i know but i i have always wanted to be a novelist uh it's kind of been a dream in my life to write a novel have something that's there for ever um even long after i've passed um so i'm working on my first one right now i was actually working on it before we started recording the podcast so- plug it and i'm just it kidding don't plug it has no name <laughs> the, <laughs> the untitled the book Adam with no name project yes we're gonna bring it, that uh, thing to life oh, man that's me, gonna when happen i'm done i will plug it like crazy it's gonna get <laughs> all plugged up in this place oh i know what we all forgot to mention that we're passionate about athena the table tapping <laughs> sorry <laughs> We're all Disney nerds. Oh, we are Disney we nerds. We are all Disney nerds. And my wife's a Disney nerd too, so she could be on the podcast if we were talking yes. about that. But Yeah, when we get to Disney, we're going to have to bring Marissa. Yeah, we'll bring her on special She'll guest. be our special Disney correspondent. Yeah! Exactly. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like to write, and it just frees me. And thanks to COVID-19, I have more time to write now. <laughs> <laughs> lovely covid <laughs> everybody does that's why we're doing this this is for yes. you people all right exactly. out there sitting in your homes bored bored <laughs> we, Let we just us added fill your ears with magic and you know wonder. yeah we're we're basically like the disney of podcasts i mean i not that we're affiliated with disney in any way because i feel like they'd come after our throats disney affiliate us <laughs> all i'm saying is disney disney sponsors no um but yeah we're we're just really passionate people who enjoy a lot of things that most people would call nerdy but a lot of things that i don't think people realize can actually be you can nerd out about so I figured the best time to record is the Disney or the Nerd Holy Day, May the Fourth, Star Wars Ooh. Day. May the Fourth be with you. May it be with you. And just talking about probably the the one property I'm most passionate about is Star Wars. Um, I still remember the first time I ever saw Star Wars. Do you remember that, Drew? When we were at Grandpa's? We were at Grandpa's, yeah. Yeah. I do. We marathoned it, but I don't think I made it all the way through the three. It was only back when there were only three. Yeah, it was only three, and we saw them on VHS. Yeah. But I don't think I made it all the way through. I think I fell asleep. Did you make it all the way through? I think so. Nice, I remember making it all the way through, but then that that was a long time ago. (laughs) That was a long time ago. I think 
the first time I watched it was Father's Day. I may have been five. My mom got the three VHS box set for my dad, and my dad was like, yeah, let's do this, and he slept through most of it. And then my sister <laughs> got bored, and I sat there and watched it because I'm an obsessive kind of person. So. <laughs> Were they the ones with, like, the half faces on them on the VHS? Yes. Like the with the <laughs> half half Darth Vader, half Yoda, half Stormtrooper. Yes. I think I think our mom bought us the set for when we got back. Like I, I, I remember right, it being we on our bed. Yeah. Yeah, we were so and, obsessed. And it's just like that that series has just been the most amazing series to me personally. Like I, I, I love that series. I love everything about it. And this day is a fun day just to think about Star Wars and yeah, how fun it is and all yeah, the great memories and, you've and had. That's just it. It's it's a, it's a chance to turn off real life and enjoy a space opera about craziness and laser swords and <laughs> ships. <laughs> I remember totally. being really drawn to Leia and her like innate ability. To just stand up to everybody. Because when I was a kid, I was painfully shy. And I was not very good at standing up for anything. And watching this woman step to men who were like twice her size and be like, this is how this is going to work. Was really empowering. It was very cool. Totally. She's pretty early on for like a strong female character. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I think the 80s uh, have a few that stand out. Leia and sarah connors and stuff like that Sigour- but uh, sigourney, sigourney weaver, weaver and- yeah an alien ripley yep mm-hmm. but also star wars has a special place in our in athena and Maya's relationship um we both really bonded at first on our love for star wars like one of the first questions we asked each other was what was your favorite star wars character yes. and <laughs> what's the uh, answer I think I know, actually, but I'd love to hear it. The people need to know. Mine is Obi-Wan Kenobi, especially the Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan Kenobi. Totally. Mine is Darth Vader. I have no qualms about admitting it. I'm a Vader girl. Now, does that include, like, Anakin Skywalker in the prequels? Yes. It does. Ew. It really does. I feel he has such an incredible arc as a character. He goes from this little boy who just wants to be loved and learn to this like really scared man child who's trying to avoid losing the people he loves and then inevitably loses the people he loves and then develops into this like I don't need anybody and then realizes that he has people and redeems himself so he has this beautiful character arc that you just can't deny yeah no I think that the storyline he's got such a cool storyline throughout the uh, six movies if you really Um, want a really good adaptation of Anakin Skywalker you should watch the Clone Wars TV show uh, because he's better in that amazing in that he's one of the yeah. best characters in that but and we're gonna use that as a segue chimpanzee riding on a segue chimpanzee riding on a segue you guys remember yeah. that video no but today uh marked the series finale of clone wars disney brought back the original team for the clone wars tv show which had been on um which had ended oh, about six years ago, 
but they always wanted to come back and do one final season and Disney brought them all back. And the fans were the ones that really brought this back. It's a good example of fan like fandom bringing something back. Um, and they got the original team, all the original voice actors and brought it back for one final season. So shore up all of the loose ends. Exactly. And hey guys, give me one second. I got some audio interference. One sec. I got gotta just check it out, make sure I close all my doors and stuff. Good idea. It's a banana split. (laughs) For those on podcast world, Athena is tearing apart a bunch of bananas that we have. So they don't spoil faster. So they don't spoil as fast. But I'll, I'll keep talking. Um, Clone Wars was actually a very underrated TV show that I feel didn't get the credit it deserved. Um, it told really. Can you good... guys hear it? It's coming through the vents, so I, I can't don't... hear anything. Oh, great! Well, that's just me then. It was coming through the vents, so I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can hear the TV from the front room." No, no, I couldn't hear anything. All right, but... sorry to interrupt. No, it's fine. We'll have to cut that. Um, or did you keep talking? I kind of started, kept talking. Just do it again. Anyways, do it again. Clone Wars. Uh, <laughs> I think it was. An... Cut. <laughs> I think you should leave this in now. I am leaving this in. This is all staying in. The wonders of a first. We're uh, professional. Episode. Yes. So professional. So Clone Wars. I think highly underrated show. Mm-hmm. One of the best star wars projects i think ever made um uh if you can just suspend the thought that it's a cartoon uh the the characters were just so well done even the character of jar jar binks was really well done and not made to be a complete idiot he was actually relatively resourceful um my jar jar i liked him (laughs) and characters like um C-3PO and R2-D2 had major arcs that were really interesting. That's cool. Like they kind of reclaimed some of those characters that got a little mismanaged in those original trilogy movies. Um, And it seems like they've done a really good job with them. I actually haven't watched the show. I watched a little recap in preparation for this uh, podcast, but yeah. Athena, you said that you haven't watched the show either, right? I have not. I've always been interested in learning a little more about Anakin because it's interesting to see that there's more to his arc, obviously. Um, and I heard about his Padawan Ahsoka. And I'm quite curious about that. She's... So I may have to check it out. But hey, watch it with the mismanagement with the prequel trilogy because that's the uh, trilogy that really ignited sorry. my passion in Star Wars. <laughs> I know. But... And for a whole generation of people, that's true. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people like came to know star wars through that prequel trilogy you know me and adam are a little bit older but um yeah uh, there's a whole generation of people just a little bit younger than us that are that was know, their that first introduction <laughs> yeah totally and just a little and bit then, i'm not a total cradle robber but and then there's people oh god <laughs> you took this in weird places this is your oh, fault gosh. not mine <laughs> and then there's uh the young people now that are growing up with this new trilogy that this is their introduction to star wars yes like the child right. like the child 
Is that our like child? Baby Yoda? Our oh. child shall be no. referred to the child henceforth. Oh. I, <laughs> but there I is the child. Baby Yoda. <laughs> That's fine. They're totally synonymous. But yeah, it's it's kind of sad to see it end. Um, it was a really good show, but it ended really well. Um, kind of showed little parts of the of episode three that you didn't get to see in the. So they kind of crossed over time wise, like yeah. a Venn, Venn yeah. diagram. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it it was a really it was really good to see these stories finally get told how they wanted to be told, how they wanted it to end, because there was always a gap missing that, it, and you knew it too when they they ended the Clone Wars the first time. Um, there was just a huge chunk that never got told and you never got to find out like how did this end end and uh the episode three begin and right. so this now shows like the timeline up until episode three and then overlapping into episode three which i was i didn't expect them to do i thought they were going to end like right when obi-wan and anakin were going to coruscant to right, fight right. in the battle of coruscant yeah but it's- because the Clone Wars kind of, I mean, if you just watch the the movies, the Clone Wars, you don't really see all of it. I mean, you see barely any of it. I think you kind of yeah. just get that glimpse get the of it starting. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. And then, yeah, I know. So it's a really cool way to fill in the gap there. And it seems like their story team was really great about yeah both continuity, but also creating new stories that, you know, like within this really cool, almost genre now, you know, Star Wars movie, I kind of think about it more as a genre because a lot of these films aren't going to just tie into one storyline or story arc anymore. So it's, it's kind of expanded into this whole genre of its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and just, yeah, there are a lot of the characters, like the clones, especially you really get to know a lot of the clones as individual characters instead of just one army. And mm. so it's interesting to see all of this. And Star Wars does really well about like expanding their universe, but keeping it within that realm of, okay, I see where, how this fits here and this fits here and this fits here. And another great example of that is the Mandalorian, which will be our next topic segways segway i do have a question i sort of wonder how watching the clone wars would then color your perspective of episode three because in episode three they do a really good job vilifying the stormtroopers so it almost makes you wonder like is it going to make you feel like they're the victims it does it does a good job of that because it Mm. explains why that they they turn on the um jedi it explains why all of a sudden they flip a switch and um, switch was literally flipped <laughs> yeah it pretty much and so it, it really goes into, into that whole thing in this last uh in the last two season of clone wars they they really go go into that so it really goes into question of like free will versus... yeah being cool. programmed and okay now we can segue segue That's cool. no wait don't segue okay what? <laughs> sorry no segue <laughs> um i yeah i just think it's a it's a interesting conversation around um i don't know i just made something up i just wanted to cut you off (laughs) (laughs) but no once a little brother always a little brother it does Uh, go into like um about free will or choice or anything like that and for sure 
the and it goes into identity crisis as well these clones were created for war um nobody likes war but these clones wouldn't have life without it and so it goes into a bit of an identity crisis and they know this and they they don't want war they they all have different personalities they all are very like different characters um even though they're voiced by the one guy uh, and i'd love to see a recording session of that guy voicing all these different clones because he's bringing like different personality to each of them yeah it's the same guy who played Django fett in episode two uh voices i can't remember his name um but he voices looks like the guy all the punisher (laughs) he is not the guy that plays the punisher but he looks like him i know he's not but he looks like him not kind of he does okay yes he does thank you well, I, and I think it's cool because it's like that's a storyline and, and an area that would never get explored if they hadn't expanded this universe. And I think there are people out there who are disappointed that the universe is getting expanded because they're – I think they're trying to think as, of Star Wars too much all as one thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how Disney originally was approaching it, and they were like, we can't do it this way. Um, and that's why I call it a genre versus just a one story. And it'll continue to feel more and more like that. But um, it's tough when you're just like, oh, you know, the original three, um, the original trilogy were so good just in and of themselves, you know, like that it felt like, oh, I don't know that it needs more, but there's so much more you could do. And so expanding it gives it an opportunity to have um so many other great stories that exist in this universe with these rules and this, these ideas and um, stuff that I just think it's a really cool expansion, even though I don't like every film that comes out. Um, I, I think I appreciate the fact that they're going for other stories that could happen in this universe. And I can kind of like them as their own stories and I can like them in the greater star Wars universe. And yeah, I don't know. I just think that's cool. Yeah. I agree. And it's nice to see different creative teams taking on different projects. Um, and a few of the creative teams that came, were in Clone Wars went on to do Rebels, went on to do um, Resistance, which are other sequel TV shows. Cartoons, right? Uh, cartoons, yeah. And, and a few of them went on to do The Mandalorian as well, which Ooh. I think everybody is received very highly yeah, I, I don't think i've awesome. heard a single person that hasn't enjoyed that show and yeah it's honestly been so hats good. off to star wars universe basically for trying to make sure there's a niche in this star wars universe for anybody you don't have to right. like star wars to find something in it that you can like totally but and i and i'm excited to see what's coming in the future like uh with the Mandalorian and, and I'm really excited to see the new docu-series that Disney plus has released actually starting today about the making of the Mandalorian. I, oh, I, they have? Watch that. I didn't even know that. Yeah. On Disney plus there's a docu-series called Disney gallery and the first series is the Mandalorian and it sits down with John Favreau and the other creative teams that uh, made the Mandalorian and they talk, they discuss about the making of that show I really want to John, see it. No, John Favreau is a man. Something. He is. He's amazing. Uh, just on a side note, have you guys watched the Chef Show? 
No, I really want to though. Oh my gosh, it's yet so another nerd good. passion of mine. I know. Oh, like that's the one where cooking. he goes around and yeah, he just yeah. like interviews. Yeah. So he brings on. So it's it's all spurred off this movie called The Chef um, that he made. But he got training from this guy named Roy Choi, mm-hmm. um, and he, uh, the Roy Choi is a famous chef here in L.A. and and now he's got he's restaurants all over. Yeah, he he started the Kogi truck, which was one of the first big food trucks out here in um, Southern California. So anyway, he, it's it's him, it's John Favreau and Roy going around interviewing interesting people or interesting chefs and they're all cooking together and that's like kind of the basis for the show so they cook really cool things while at the same time having cool conversations it's really good they have uh i think it's technically only one season but they've released episodes twice now and there's a good amount of episodes to watch on netflix it's it's really good you guys should watch it it'll it'll suck you in it's nice easy watching it's not like stressful it's it's like good end of the end of the evening you know you're ready to wind down for bed we'll have to watch that yeah so anyway mandalorian segue (laughs) yeah the most bizarre segue ever but yes yes so john favreau one also good thing with the mandalorian is that season two had already been filmed and they're actually doing post-production at home. So they've already said oh, season really? two will not be delayed. Yay! COVID can't lose awesome. everything. <laughs> you get out of the they're way, COVID. Knocking on the wood. <laughs> <laughs> knocking on the wood. We can hear it all. Yes, yeah, but a... the fairies, they're going to like interrupt things. You have to knock on the yeah, wood. Yeah, the fairies. Oh, what? <laughs> Is that why we knock on wood? <laughs> yeah, because there's fairies and they can hear you. So you knock you gotta... on wood, they can't hear you. Because fairies oh. are very mischievous creatures. And if they can interfere, they will. Huh. You know what else I know about fairies? If you clap, they can live again. Yay! Who believes in fairies? I do. I, I learned that in, by Peter Pan. Fairy godparents. Yeah. Clap if you believe. Clap if you believe. Why am I the only one clapping? Because I don't. <laughs> you just killed a fairy just by saying that. I don't care. <laughs> let, <laughs> let them all die. Oh my god, and I'm the dark one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mandalorian. Mandalorian. So that that is probably my favorite show on Disney Plus. And what episode did you guys like the most about Mandalorian? Or <sighs> that did you like the most? I have to say it's the episode where he's escaping from the planet with the child after he delivered the child and then realized that oh, he made a mistake right. and kind of and the other mandos show up. Yeah. I think that was probably my favorite episode. My favorite yeah, that episode was, cool. was the fishing village. That one was yeah. Good. That was a nod to Seven Samurai by Akira Kurosawa. It was Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It was amazing. It was so well done and very moving. Yeah, no, it, that episode was one of the better ones, which was interesting because it kind of took a break from the storyline that was going on it to did. just like this village has this, you know, what are they, ATST? Yeah. Yes. It has this ATST tormenting it. Help us, Mandalorian. <laughs> but it also hope. like gave the Mandalorian and the child time to bond, which was really yeah. cool. Yeah, you got to see a lot of personality from the child out of that episode too. Yeah. 
That's and you also nice got thing. the meme of the child drinking soup. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other nice thing about <laughs> the... Snarky, uh, little <laughs> snarky little child. The other nice thing about having a series versus a movie is you can just... You can dive into stories and it doesn't feel rushed. Mm-hmm. You know, not that Star Wars movies in general feel rushed, but it, you can just do so much more and you can spend so much more time on characters developing and... We get to know them and fall in love with them. And it's just, I I love that about having a series versus a movie. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I I, I do too. I can tell you, I am the worst binger of all. It is hard to get me to sit down and watch a show, but I I can binge that show. Worst binger means that you can't can't do it. I cannot binge. binge. Okay. Because I was thinking like, well, worst binger depends on what people believe about binging, if they believe it's a good thing or the bad thing. Like trying to get <laughs> okay, him to yeah. watch The Witcher, like maybe one episode at a time. Like I've watched the whole thing three times and he's still... That's probably because you played the game three times. I didn't play the game we yet. We haven't played I the really game actually. To, but oh, I haven't really. played the game yet. Yeah. Is The Witcher any good? The series is amazing. I've heard the game is really good. I just the haven't game played won it yet. like game of the year or The Witcher three won game of the year. Now Athena, uh, is this yeah. because Henry Cavill's in it that you think it's amazing, or is it actually amazing? So Henry Cavill is a very good looking man, and I'm not going to pretend like. <laughs> oh, even I'll, I'll say that Henry Cavill is a very good looking man. I, I'm not going to pretend like Geralt isn't like a good thing to look at. But there's so much more to the story. Like it's such a interwoven story. I, it feels a lot like holes. How there's all these weird parts where you're like, how are they going to fit that in? And then at the end, it all comes together, and you're like, oh, oh you're dude, like holes. the beat farmer. <laughs> You're, you're comparing, let me just get this straight. You're comparing the movie about this guy that's, is he a witch? He's essentially a witch, right? He but is he's not got, a witch. He is a witcher. He, what's a witcher? What is, what is that? A witcher is a mystically mutated human that has some power, but it, in general is, um, his powers are more geared towards the defeat of monsters and or ah. the doing of monsters. So, it's not so much about him casting spells, although he can do some magic. It's more about his ability to either, you know, end a monster or break a curse or that sort of thing for villagers. And it starts out with his story being like, hey, you know, you have a really bad reputation. And then eventually he becomes a hero through his own actions and the actions of the people he meets. Ah, I see. That's cool. The Witcher check it out we're just plugging a ton of netflix right now we really are netflix check out out. <laughs> sponsor us netflix sponsor us <laughs> but yeah going back to what were we talking about we were talking about the uh, mando but mando. it is good that they were able to get um the for the second series the second season filmed so that they could just do post-production and it was going to be, it's still going to be delivered on time um, for the fall. Right. Um, right. That's awesome. I'm but so I think stoked. it also helped uh, get Taika Waititi his uh, Star Wars movie. Cause, Cause he directed an episode, right? He did direct an episode. He was also the one the where they're beating up the little, the, the, the baby Yoda. 
Yes, I yeah, think that was like he that. did. Yeah, he did the final episode. <laughs> yeah, those got a lot of heat for that. <laughs> you can't Gee, do I that. Why? Although it was a very funny episode, and yeah, I, I loved how it showed how bad a shot stormtroopers are. How they're trying <laughs> to hit those cans. <laughs> they really made a fun of it. It was wonderful. Yeah, that was funny. Um, but yeah, it was announced today that Taika Waititi is going to direct a Star Wars movie and co-write a Star Wars movie. I forget who his co his other co-writer is, but apparently she's really well known and was Oscar nominated. So, oh, uh, Stephanie Spielberg. No, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> No, maybe <laughs> the chick that did room it wasn't the chick who did room i don't remember who it was but um but they haven't said anything about it they haven't said when it's set or what it's about or if there's jedis or not haven't really given anything just that taika watiti is oh uh, he's connected. so good he is so good i still haven't did seen you jojo guys... rabbit. i want to see jojo oh i was just about to ask did you see jojo rabbit it's so good I really want to see it. I haven't seen it yet, though. Very funny, and yet is dealing with really gnarly stuff. And it is, it's so good. Love to check that out. There's a great Jesse Owens joke. When's the last time you heard a Jesse Owens joke? What's a uh, Jesse Owens joke? <laughs> Jesse Owens was an Olympian. Yeah. Uh, during like the Olympics that were in Germany uh-huh. um, just before World War II. And he won all the Olympic golds and famously pissed off Hitler. Yep. And Jesse Owens is pretty much African American, right? Yeah, he's African American. And Jesse Owens is pretty much the freaking man. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a Jesse Owens joke. Yeah, and it's a good one. It's like it's not like being mean to him it's or anything. It's, yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a funny one. All right. Well. I think we're going to move on from Star Wars and uh, go into a new topic that I think is on a lot of people's mind, and that is the viability of video on demand as a primary source of releasing movies. Because you know, that's how, weekend, in those words, I have literally been thinking about it just like that. What is the viability of video on demand? I was comparison? trying to sound smarter than I am. <laughs> you are. You are smarter than you are. <laughs> went weird places <laughs> but anyway sorry just kidding over the weekend uh extraction the new chris hemsworth movie which seemed like a big budget film that uh was made for or that was made for netflix became the highest watched netflix show, uh, movie of all time and with Trolls World Tour making over a hundred million on its first weekend. Does this show that people are ready to embrace video on demand? I mean, most home movie systems now the technology can now rival uh, movie theaters, and you don't have to pay ten dollars for a bucket of popcorn. You can sit at home. You don't have to drive out to a movie theater. And I'm saying this is someone who loves the movie theater experience. So yeah, you're. You're breaking my heart right now. Uh, I, I like <laughs> movie theater experience, and I do feel that there's still a market for movie theaters. I do think that movies like um, Avengers Endgame, for example, that was the most fun I've ever had at a movie theater with everybody around us cheering and everything like that. 
I don't think I would have enjoyed it near as much as I did without that experience. But there's also movies like Onward that I saw in the movie theater and I saw at home and pretty much had the same experience. And I I don't think there was really that much of a difference. And aside from you don't hear a bunch of screaming children, no offense to children, but you know, (laughs) Onward. Yeah. That'd be a perfect one to watch at home. There are going to be children but, and, screaming. And things like Trolls World Tour. I mean, how many... Uh, if, if now, is that a it, sequel to the old horror yeah. movie, Trolls? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it, is a, it is a sequel, though. It, it is a sequel to the first uh, Trolls movie. I guess it depends on what your fears are, though. Like, yeah, that's true. I mean, little yeah. things with crystals in their tummies <laughs> might freak me out. But I mean... It, like the old toy. Yeah. Like the toys, right? Yeah. With the hair. Yes. And if you didn't have a kid, would you? I don't have kids, and so I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> but honestly, if our kid didn't want to go see it, I don't think we'd ever see it. And our kid hasn't shown any interest in seeing it, so I don't think I'll ever see it. But right, a lot of families who are stuck at home right now saw the movie, and it did pretty well um, financially. It probably did better than it would have in theaters. It might have, yes. Yeah. People right, because of COVID, probably. Yeah, home, like, oh my God, shut them up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Buy the movie. I don't care. Seriously. Yeah. Home and being stuck inside all the time with kids who can't get their energy out because they can't even go on playgrounds. Like, you need an outlet. Yeah. You need a break. And I feel like something like Trolls being released, video on demand, direct to your house made life so much easier for so many parents and then like totally. the new scooby-doo movie is a, uh that comes out in i think two weeks is going straight to video on demand oh, i love scooby-doo serious drama with universal oh yeah <laughs> why is well, that okay so universal when they released trolls world tour didn't talk to the movie theaters before they did it they just released it and oh. that infuriated the, the movie theaters who they say they broke contract because um, there are contracts what? out there that say that you're supposed to that certain movies you're supposed to release in theaters first and then you can release it for home uh, media but after a certain you know, amount of time out of a certain amount of time universal didn't talk to anybody now you know and I, I can see both sides of this story. I can see that the theaters have to make a living and the theaters may not survive this, this whole pandemic, or it's been, it's been really tough on them because they're getting virtually no income right now. Versus Didn't AMC say that they're not going to play universal movies. anymore. Yes. Something crazy. And Regal has now joined that Regal. is what? Also, Those are the two largest movie theater chains in the world. And they are saying they are not going to play the new Jurassic World movie. They're not going to play the Fast what? and the Furious movies. Dude. They're not Universal. going to play the movies. Because they're like pissed at Universal. Like, those are some but big blockbusters. That they're that, not those are huge. Play. If I can't see Jurassic Park in the movie theaters, I'm going to scream. But uh, yeah, and I feel like that's one of the <laughs> Jurassic Park and maybe even fan, uh, uh, the Fast and Furious movies. Those are movies that lend themselves to the big screen experience. I think that they're. I mean, they're... they can they can just not release the Fast and Furious movie, and I'd be okay. But I really don't. I, 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 I only saw the last one because our son wanted to see it, and it actually was entertaining. It was how many great. of those movies do they have now? I don't know. I literally never bajillion? watched even one. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly I've have no idea. Seen the first three, I think. 
like because I loved the first one as a kid. It was good. Yeah, yeah, it was fun as a kid. It was awesome. Paul Walker killing it. Vin Diesel, and then the second one was less awesome. The second one was terrible. Tokyo Drift. I actually actually, really liked Tokyo Drift. Drift Everybody hates on that one, but I think that's the best one of all of them. Honestly, I I really. If I were to rewatch one, I would rewatch that one. Oh, I'm sure they're all perfectly adequate movies. I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i feel like we're gonna get a lot of hate from the furious fans i enjoy it oh no i have like sirens behind me i can't Don't hear it. police are coming to get me why'd you cough on someone drew <laughs> i did it i just did it i couldn't help it so i think that uh well the thing about the scooby-doo movie which is coming out by warner brothers warner brothers did talk to this the theaters beforehand they were like look we're making no money right now we're we're going to be really hurting if we can't release this film and the theaters let them do it and so scooby-doo is being released on video on demand and has the movie theaters blessing i just think it's really weird that you have to get a theater's blessing to do what you want with your movie like i get there's what's happening here (laughs) it's like asking for permission to to marry your daughter (laughs) (laughs) i would like your blessing father amc theaters get a small cut of the profits and they get concessions and that's basically how they get their income really the theater itself being existent um, and these contracts is more was always thought to be beneficial to studios, but what the trolls has proved is that it's really not necessary. So why are yeah. they trying to play tough now when like the studios have proven to themselves they don't need this? And yeah. and Universal has already said that you know what this is gonna probably be the way we go forward is that we're gonna we're still gonna release. They're coming out with their new Universal streaming service, right? Yeah, the Peacock. Peacock, yeah. And that's where the office is going to end up. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. called the Peacock. Be careful. Tread lightly. This is a family friendly podcast, Athena. The Peacock is a bird. I just think it's funny that they went with such a flashy bird as their name. Well, it's the logo of NBC, NBC Universal. Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, as a side note, Peacock is going to have some serious streaming uh, they're, they're putting a lot of juggernauts. Money. Like yeah. they're gonna have the office, they're gonna have Parks and Rec. I think they'll end up with Brooklyn Nine Nine because they they bought it from Fox, mm-hmm. um, or at least they released the last few seasons on Fox or uh, on um, NBC. NBC, um, and then they've got uh, I mean they've got the Harry Potter. No, that's on HBO. That's Warner Brothers. I'm yeah. mixing that up. But they've just got a lot of like. Well, they really also have shows. TNT and TBS as well, I believe. Oh, really? And that hosts a lot so of NBA games like... on those. Oh, my gosh. You can watch NBA? I think oh. so. <laughs> I think, I, I'm not oh, sure on that one. That one I'd have to double check. But You better double check for me and find out. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of wonder if AMC and Regal aren't trying to pair play a pair of twos up against like a straight flush like you're, Ooh, you're I see. a lesser hand and you think they're bluffing yeah. you know oh, i think if they are like oh jurassic world's coming out last time it made your movie theaters all this money i think they'll figure it out that's my i suspect that's what i think too i think they're just trying yeah. to play the big stick right now 
but, but they really don't have a big stick to play. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing. I'm wondering, like, yeah, they have a tiny little peacock. Wait, no, <laughs> That's the other people. <laughs> you told family me friendly, Drew. <laughs> I am. I was just saying that's their logo. <laughs> yes, their tiny peacock. Yeah. All right. I got it mixed <laughs> up. Well, I, what I was gonna say, I, I did want to weigh in on the conversation. Um, I, I just as much as I like being able to stream things because it feeds into my instant gratification, Right. there's still something so fun about going to the movie theaters and the hype that's built in with just waiting for it. You know, right. yeah. like, I, I don't know why. I mean, it just is like, I get excited like a little kid when the latest star Wars came out. I mean, when every star Wars has come out, but it, I can remember, you know, I was like the night before we went and saw it, I was so pumped. I was yeah. so pumped up. Even getting and into the theater and waiting for the previews to go. Exactly. And like, you know, right. and I guess you get the same thing knowing that, oh, tomorrow I can stream it, you know, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, there's a cool experience to it. Yeah. Right. And, and don't get me wrong when I'm saying, you know, I don't know if, AMC and Regal have the better hand in this case. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm advocating for everything to go video on the yeah. are Definitely, no, movies. Athena. You hate movie theaters, and you I want them all to die. Movie theaters, but I definitely love the experience. So it's really, it's yeah. kind of a catch twenty two for me, and I just suck it up and do it anyway. <laughs> right, but it's it's hard for me to see this as like AMC really has a better hand in this because they just don't. <laughs> From a money making aspect, I think you're right. Like I don't think they in, do. in a business aspect, yes, I can yeah. see where the theaters are in a bad spot right now. But as a fan who, like I said, movie film is an important part of my life, and I, I have those memories as a child of going to the theater, and now I get to do that with my child and right. take him to the theater. Yeah. It's and we get a big bucket of popcorn and spend. $30 on drinks, but I think all of us kind of remember that being our activity with our dads, you know, like totally. That was the thing. Dads I are like, every other weekend we went to see one or two movies. Dads <laughs> are like, I, I don't know what to say to you and you're acting like a lunatic. So, so like, we're going to go to the movies and it's going to be air conditioned. And I don't know about your dad, Athena, but our dad would just fall asleep in the movies oh, yeah. every time. All the time. My and they'd be snoring. Yeah. He would I be like, unbuckles him. the first two buttons on his pants because he always wore five <laughs> ones. His hand was in his pants, and we were just super embarrassed sitting there next to him. Movie theaters are just made by dads for them to go there and take naps while their kids are distracted. Y'all, moms, if you're listening, this is the lesson to be learned. Do you want to know? Yeah, get some knowledge. I, I must say, I have never fallen asleep in the movie theater with with our son. I'm not oh. going to pretend like I haven't because I did go after a night shift. And, oh, I Good was job, not aware. Adam. I don't think you're quite old enough yet. Give it some time. Yeah. <laughs> Give it another five or six years. When I'm seeing Fast <laughs> and the Furious 35. Um, exactly. <laughs> No, no, no! It'll be the it'll be the fifth rendition of the fourth retooling of Fast and the Furious. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> Speaking of sequels, let's move on to The Last of Us Part Two. My oh, we're going some video games. Yeah. We're gonna go into video games. 
How about yeah, you take a this? lot of movie I mean, content? I'm so excited. Since me and Adam haven't, well, have you played the game? Oh, yeah, through, Adam? I haven't played it's it. Terrifying. So you take the lead. I don't do scary things very well, and it's pretty terrifying. Now, okay. I've I haven't played many scary video games. I've only watched a friend one time play Bioshock, and I just remember being like, "This I is awful." <laughs> Bioshock is also an amazing story game. <laughs> are you are you on a level of one to Bioshock? How scary is The Last of Us? It depends on what you find scary. So the thing about The Last of Us is, yes, there are these like incredibly like tense moments where you're up against essentially zombies. They call them infected because they're people who just became infected with the cordyceps virus, which or cordyceps fungus, which which is, is actually a yeah. real vi- a real, real fungus. fungus that can infect ants. So they took the idea from these right, ants right. where they yeah, become COVID zombies. COVID twenty. It's really cool. So yes, those things are scary. Like there's these things called clickers and you have to sneak past them. Like they can hear you even when you're sitting still. So this entire time. They do. This entire, I I would have to play like a noise of it, but anybody who's played, you know, but this entire time you're like, I just sound like a dolphin. (laughs) And not like just not paying attention to anything around you. And I remember distinctly the first time I played trying to get past this part. And it was so quiet in the house because nobody was here or nobody was awake. Oh. And I'm like, through. and the next thing I know, my sister comes up behind me and chews a chip. I swear to God. I swear to God. And my she, heart in that moment, became a clicker. Out of my chest. It was awful. <laughs> and then I got eaten by a clicker. So it does a really good job with like monsters that you can physically mm. see are bad yeah. things coming to attack you. But it also delves more deeply into the dark side of humanity because the realistic thing is there's a huge sect of humanity left that's trying to survive off of limited resources at this point. No infrastructure has been repaired. The entire world has become a post-apocalyptic crazy nightmare. Mm. And Sounds familiar. Yeah what's your bigger enemy these things that it's their nature to attack you which is more like a wild animal or humans who are directly hunting you it delves into like cannibalism and um like more adult themes yeah not for kids (laughs) it is a really that really questions what's your bigger enemy in this is it the infected or is it people And it really does a good job of answering that question and and even making you question, should you trust your allies? Well, even the protagonists in the game do very questionable things to survive. I mean, they are definitely not black and white. They are are big areas of shade of gray. Yeah. And I think it even counts, personally, in my opinion, it has been out for seven years now. So this is not a spoiler alert thing anymore, but spoiler alert! Sorry, everybody. Uh, well, I feel like anybody who's planned on playing it has played it at this point. <laughs> You've had seven years to play it. <laughs> you have had seven years to figure if this out. If they don't have an iPod by now, they really don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so it really, qu- it, it develops this question of what would you do in this situation? So essentially, it's this man who lost his daughter really early on, like literally the day that this whole pandemic broke out and broke down societal rule. 
Um, but didn't lose her to infected people, lost her to people. Lost her to people, and this hardened him, and then he has to take on smuggling a little girl. This little girl turns out to be immune to this particular infection. So he's trying to take her to a lab to try and get a cure made. And this is mm. all based off of trying to get some guns. Like, he wants to get his guns back. And then eventually he evolves into this relationship with her. Like a father figure to her. To where, you know, he cares for her. And you see this slow, gradual change in how they interact. And it's a very beautiful thing to watch. But it has these moments where you're like, oh my god, this is awful. Shut shut up, Joel. That's the name of the main character. You're like, shut up, Joel. Just be nice to her. (laughs) um, But by the end, there's a question. Because... Uh, the thing about cordyceps is it affects your brain. So how do you vac- engineer a vaccine without getting into that person's brain? And is this doctor qualified to only pull what's necessary? And the reality is in this situation, they wouldn't be. They would be essentially euthanizing this child to create a vaccine that may or may not work. Would you allow that yes. to happen? So the question is, if this is not your if it was my child, child, would you let this happen? But you got to ask yourself- world. <laughs> Now you have to ask yourself, is the life of the one worth more than the life of the many? Hmm. Interesting. So it plays with I say nay. Right. And I don't know many parents who would choose differently. I really don't. Right. Um, I'd like to think I could think of humankind stronger, but then as soon as I put Raymond in that position. Right. It's not it's it's not like uh it, it it's Right. It's not like you're making the decision for yourself. You know, if it was me, then I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, you know, euthanize me. That's all right. But it's like you're making a decision for somebody else. And that's where it's like, okay, is there an opportunity to wait until that person is of age to make their own choice in that matter? Right. Um, You know. And it even it even talks about, you know, this is what she would want because she's gone through all of this to get here. This is what she this is the choice she would make, which sort of leads me to the second part of this, which is the long awaited sequel. This was announced like two years after the game came out. Yeah, they were going to do. So they've been they've been teasing this game for like five years now. (laughs) And they keep setting out release dates and it was originally going to be released in February. And I watch your table tapping. I was so excited about this game coming out, and then COVID tell. happened. And uh, no, they 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 delayed it before COVID no, happened. No, no, no. In January, COVID was happening oh. in China, and Adam says to me, "What if they delay it because it's in poor taste?" Adam, you jinxed it. That's what I said. I literally knocked on all the wood in the house, and I was like, "I'm not going to talk to you for a week if this changes." Fairies <laughs> heard you, Adam. Sorry, I was so mad. So, so then, then they delayed, they delayed it. it. <laughs> they delayed it to May, and oh, everybody was super ready. For it's it May now. Out. It they... has been delayed again. Yeah, no. until June. Now it's released. It, it was delayed indefinitely. They just recently announced it will be released on June 18th, I believe. 19. 19. I'm not holding my breath at this point because now the question is, is Naughty Dog delaying it because it is in poor taste to release this game during a pandemic? Mm -hmm. Because it is based off a post-apocalypse of a pandemic that literally decimated humanity. Uh, Or is it more of a developmental nightmare 
And the thing about Naughty Dog is, and you can do your research on this, Naughty Dog is well known for their last minute slave driving of all of Naughty Dog works one game at a time. Naughty Dogs is what they are. They're the best, in a lot of people's opinion, including ours, they are the best quality studio for video games, period. But But what cost? Exactly. And that's the thing. Is it sustainable? And is that what they're running into where people are pushing back and like, this just isn't going to happen because you know, we just don't have the time to develop to, or to um, just put into this right now? Or is it a question of, wow, this is in really bad taste, but now we have a disgruntled employee leaking the ending. Yeah. And, you know, shame. Shame. What goes around, comes shame. around. Who There's does that? Don't leak the ending. Karma. Because that doesn't hurt Naughty Dog. That hurts the fans. That hurts those I... of us who have been sitting around waiting on pins and needles. And the second we see anything to do with The Last of Us, by and large, we click on it. And we're like, yes! So you I just bet Naughty Dog disagrees. Them. I bet they feel like it hurts them just as much as it hurts the fans. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they feel like this is just not right. Like, how could you? And I'm sure they will seek legal actions. It's not like it's not traceable. Yeah. <laughs> The internet is infinitely traceable. So even in the dark net spaces, it is a there's ways to trace this stuff. So the question is why? Like why would you do this? Why? You're really ruining it for fans who have waited literally seven years. Seven years we've been waiting for this game to come out. And now it's being ruined for a lot of people because their innate choice is to click on a the last of us link like oh there's news i think yeah. don't spoil things people like after i spoiled the original last of us ending. seven years later it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> don't spoil do you want to leak something seven years after it came out feel free that's the slowest <laughs> leak i've ever heard of <laughs> spoiler alert darth vader is is luke's father there what? we go yeah. what um... i didn't could you imagine if somebody spoiled that for you Uh, i just want to know i don't even remember if i knew that going in like i didn't i don't remember if i was like surprised by that or not i don't remember that either yeah so i remember my sister being surprised and me being like that makes sense and my dad was like why and i was like i don't know they're just like the two main guys it made sense (laughs) Main guys are always related, just like on this podcast. Obviously, see, my theory is two main guys. (laughs) Yes. Keep it all in the family. (laughs) But yeah, it's just like it's annoying when people spoil. It's incredibly selfish, and I get like being in the heat of the moment. You just saw something, and you let something slip, and you're just like, dude. Why? Mm-hmm. Even that I can kind of understand. I'll be pissed, but I'll, I'll let it slide. Probably, maybe if it was Star Wars, I wouldn't. <laughs> but um, take you down to, to release it before the game is even released is that's just being a jerk, right? For being a jerk's sake, and yeah. you're you're doing it simply to be like not a good person. And. Look, I get it. Working at Naughty Dog sounds insanely hard. And all of us have worked for ridiculous bosses before and been overworked and overtired and just overwhelmed. And we want revenge. 
but then that's a question of like your soul D do you feel like that really helped you yeah <laughs> did that really make a difference for your soul <laughs> you know? yeah, that's a good question revenge is never as good as it seems like it's gonna feel yeah you know that's a... in the moment you're just like i gotta get it i gotta get it that's a deep this is our deep part of the, yeah, the we top. got we got real yeah. deep <laughs> all right Don't well moving on slightly more light-hearted game we're gonna go into animal crossing new horizon which is right. a new game that came out last month for the switch and it um, just caught on like wild it fire. has gone insane <laughs> because a lot of people are stuck at home and so um i know nintendo's uh switch revenue has gone out of control like most places are sold out all the time of nintendo switches mm -hmm. and they've run out of stock i think wow and now i don't COVID because the factories in china were shut down so they can't get yeah, enough stock for sure back over it's a whole crazy process so yeah now i haven't played animal crossing i had to look it up when you guys put it in the the rundown of today's podcast um what is it like explain it to me so i mean i get it i think based on what i searched on the internet but explain it to anybody who hasn't played it's it. it's a life simulating game um where you take control of a resident of a deserted island and you can customize that island in any way you want and then you do the little Sims meets castaway Kind, yeah, a but much, in chibi format. Yeah, so if like, you know anything about anime, it's like the little tiny versions of the characters that are adorable and overly um, cute size. Right. Yeah, they look like the Wii people. Yes, they do. They're adorable. <laughs> yeah. And then what's the, what's the goal of the game? There isn't really a goal of the game. It's. I mean, there's the main goal, which is to get KK Slider to your island. But after that point, it doesn't really. It's matter. just kind of mess KK around. KK Slider. Uh, He's a dog that sings, and this may in fact be like controversial. But I am not a KK. Slider I am not fan. a KK Slider fan. But so are we talking like it's Protozoa coming up to Xenon Space Station status? Yes, essentially. And once you All get right. that portion of the game is done but you can just keep customizing your island in so many different ways and you customize your characters with different clothing and different hairstyles and things so like that it's got a lot of minecraft vibes but a different it's animation style minecraft. it's very minecrafty right. um yeah. just a little bit different and it, it's really caught on but what's made it so unique for this whole covid situation is that a lot of people have been using it in ways to social distance, but still see each other. Cause there's like voice chat features mm -hmm. that you can use. And uh, I know one school, the university of Texas, uh, some students put on in their own graduation for their seniors there. <laughs> and they play that the online somewhere. Yeah, yes. I think it is. I, there's I, a YouTube video. Yeah. There's it. a YouTube video of it. That's hilarious. Um, another couple, because they weren't able to get married, their friends surprised them by putting on a wedding for them in, in Animal, Crossing. Animal Crossing, which is... Oh my gosh. It's like the Oasis. It really is. It's like a little magical place where people can meet up and have their fantasies, because Lord knows what <laughs> So interesting. It's a fun game. Like, we play it, and mm -hmm. um, we go on at least once a day normally 
to do a few things every now and then check and see what's new in the shops and how we can customize our characters more. And Uh, you know, you go, you interact with each other. That's the only way that you guys each other's Island and go on dates with each other. (laughs) So you go through and you catch bugs and you catch fish and you um, look for fossils. So you can put together like your own Jurassic park basically. And now there's also (sighs) an art of the museum. You just um, sold me. Right? <laughs> you can I'm customize on a Jurassic Park. So back to my Disney nerddom. Lately, I've been making a lot of Disney princess dresses to wear. And then I find like things that are similar enough to what the princes wear for Adam to wear. And then we go on dates, dress up as Disney princes and princesses. So cosplay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. You guys. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Um... So a lot of fun just to, it's been a good way for a lot of people to social distance, but still get to hang out with each other. And, and it's adorable. It it is really cute. Now, do you think it'll ever hit, maybe not with this game, but if they continue to advance these simulation games that it'll ever hit like ready player one status? I really hope not. I feel like it would take a lot out of like, I as don't want much as I love in... video games, yeah. and I, I could probably easily be one of those like mom's basement war crack people. <laughs> uh, as much as I love them, I feel like there's so much to get from life itself, and, yeah. and the idea that your life would then become simulated and be a part of this bigger video game process instead of being an interactive and live process it's kind of sad like honestly yeah it, it really kind of begs the question of mental health and those sorts of things totally well i think too that if if quarantine has revealed anything to me at least is just how much i value my family and friends yeah. and seeing them in person you know it's just not the same talking to them through a screen right you know, like I, I, I really miss interaction. That, that's probably yeah. the biggest thing I miss a lot is just interacting with people on it in a actual setting, not on a, like you said, on a screen. Right. I mean, it's right. nice to see everybody's face. And I feel like, like we've been able to talk to family members a lot more that we don't normally talk to. Yeah. On a regular basis. But at the same time, I'd rather actually see those people. Right. Totally. I mean, I feel fortunate, like, we're quarantined with our kid yeah, and each other, yeah. and my mom's here, so we do have, you know, a fair amount of people in-house that we can interact with, but I also have neighbors who live alone, and, you know, mm. one of them, her husband passed away three years ago on Sunday, and it's been really yeah. hard for her, really hard for her, because she has no one. And oh my god! We all did this thing where we all came out on our porches and drank a glass of wine in our case sparkling cider, uh, <laughs> and cheered to her husband and watching her oh. cry and not being able to hug her for like yeah comfort. that was hard. That was yeah. one of those moments where you really realize how hard this has impacted some people. Totally, and I think it just gives you know like if we could get serious for a second, like if you have people in your life that, you know, live alone or that you, you know, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a family member or friend, you know, reach out to them, 
like right. you know even just a phone call I know it's not perfect but like it, a lot of times you know those people are sitting at home by themselves like right. and just somebody reaching out means the world like so that's super important absolutely yes yeah so is that it is that all did we go through everything we through everything. everything and I think we ended on a really like I think the moral to the story is love each other yeah, I agree. And find it's a good moral. Moments. Like, yes, there is some dark, like, people leaking things. But look at the light. Like, when yeah. you're lost, look for the light. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Dreaming. Yeah. No, you said, yeah, look at the light, like a lighthouse when you're no. in the dark, stormy seas. Is that what you meant? No. <laughs> it's a line from The Last of Us. <laughs> it's a what? A line from The Last of Us. Oh, I have no idea. I just I thought it was a nice line. I just thought it was a great line. Nerd plug. Nerd plug. (laughs) Nerds. Well, we're here for guys. Well, all you nerds out there, I hope you guys are doing well in this difficult time, and you guys can just find what's nerdy in your life and be like be passionate about it and just love the little things that you have in your life because it's really easy to be down in this time and to be upset or we can choose to just be happy and be loving and be with each other i know it's hard but we'll get through this and hopefully society will be better for it we may not all have the same boats but we're all in the storm together yes oh is that from the last of us no no (laughs) (laughs) that's a good line <laughs> Yay, Facebook memes. Yeah. What's our outro? How do we get out of this thing? How do we close it up? I didn't think of an outro. Nerd life out. Nerd life out. Oh. I love it. Boop. All right. Well, everybody <laughs> have a wonderful week in nerd. Yeah.